question. What's the difference between Archbishop Fulton Sheen and Brittany Maynard? The answer is Bishop Sheen promoted the idea that life is worth living. He did that through a television program of the same name that ran for many years. A few of you, I'm sure, are old enough to remember that. I only remember it in reruns, of course, on EWTN, because I'm so young. Hmm, not quite. Brittany Maynard, on the other hand, did her best to promote the idea that life is often not worth living. And she had most of the mainstream media in this country doing their best to help her promote, disseminate that idea, which is sad, but not surprising. For the few who may not know, Brittany Maynard was the 29-year-old woman with terminal brain cancer who ended her own life on November 1st in Portland, Oregon with the help of a doctor, a quote-unquote compassionate doctor, who gave her the pills that she needed to do herself in. Now, because she announced her intention to kill herself a number of weeks in advance, she got a lot of national media attention. and She very quickly became the poster girl for all those in our country right now who would like to turn the medical profession into a killing profession. I'm speaking here especially about groups like Compassion and Choices, which used to be known as the Hemlock Society. You know what I'd like to ask the members of the Hemlock Society? If what you do is so good, why do you have to change your name? Please keep in mind, my brothers and sisters, a skunk by any other name still stinks. It should be obvious how that applies to compassion and choices. It's not obvious to you see me after Mass. As for Brittany Maynard, even though we as Catholics do not approve of what she did, we still pray for her. We pray, first of all, that she was not fully culpable for her sin of self-murder. And we pray that Almighty God will judge her mercifully. Catechism says a number of things about suicide. It says suicide is contrary to love for the living God, gravely contrary to the love of self, and suicide offends love of neighbor. Suicide's a sin, in other words, against everyone, against God, against yourself, and against your brothers and sisters. But the Catechism also adds this very important paragraph, 2283. It says, We should not despair of the eternal salvation of persons who have taken their own lives. By ways known to him alone, God can provide the opportunity for salutary repentance. The Church prays for persons who have taken their own lives. And since we are the Church, the body of Christ, that's exactly what we should do. Pray for these souls. 
Jesus, in this parable we just heard about the talents, makes it very clear that Almighty God expects us to use the gifts He's given us in this life for His glory and for our neighbor's good. As we heard a few moments ago, those who did use their talents were commended. And then they were invited to share their master's joy, which is a clear reference to heaven. Whereas the man who buried his talent was thrown out into the darkness, which is a very clear reference to the other place. Now the message of this parable certainly applies to our individual gifts and talents. But first and foremost, this applies to the gift of life itself. Life is, after all, the Lord's first gift to us, as well as the necessary precondition for every other gift. For example, you can't have a talent for singing, or teaching, or writing, or anything else for that matter, if you don't first exist. You've got to have life first. And this is exactly what makes something like suicide so wrong. It takes God's greatest gift, his greatest natural gift, life itself, and it hurls it back at him. Lord, I don't want it. Take it back. Thankfully, thankfully, not everyone who wrote about Brittany Maynard and not everyone who wrote to Brittany Maynard during the days and weeks before her suicide did so in a positive way. Some were very critical, although they did express a lot of compassion for her and the terrible trial she was going through. I'm going to share with you this afternoon some of the more noteworthy comments that I came across in my reading the last couple of weeks. This first quote is from a 38-year-old mother of four named Kara Tippetts. She wrote, Brittany, your life matters. Your story matters and your suffering matters. Thank you for stepping out from the privacy of your story and sharing it openly. We see you, we see your life, and there are countless lovers of your heart that are praying you would change your mind. Brittany, I love you, and I am sorry you are dying. I think the telling of your story is important. I think it's good for our culture to know what's happening in Oregon. It's a discussion that needs to be brought out of the quiet corners and brought brightly into the light. You sharing your story has done that. It matters. It is unbelievably important. Thank you. Suffering is not the absence of goodness. It is not the absence of beauty. But perhaps it can be the place where true beauty can be known. In choosing your own death, you are robbing those that love you with such tenderness, the opportunity of meeting you in your last moments, and extending you love in your last breaths. Brittany, when we trust Jesus to be the carrier, protector, redeemer of our hearts, death is no longer dying. My heart longs for you to know this truth, this love, this forever living. You have been told a lie, a horrible lie that your dying will not be beautiful, that the suffering will be too great. 
The doctor that's prescribed you that pill you carry with you that will hasten your last breath has walked away from the Hippocratic Oath that says, first, do no harm. He or she has walked away from the oath that has protected life and the beautiful dying we are granted. The doctors agreeing to such medicine are walking away from the beautiful protection of the Hippocratic Oath. This next comment was written by a 30-year-old man named Philip Johnson. He says, there is a card on Bethany's website asking for signatures, quote, to support her bravery in this very tough time. I agree that her time is tough, but her decision is anything but brave. I do feel for her and understand her difficult situation, but no diagnosis warrants suicide. A diagnosis of terminal cancer uproots one's whole life and the decision to pursue physician-assisted suicide seeks to grasp at an ounce of control in the midst of the turmoil. It's an understandable temptation to take this course of action, but that's all it is, a temptation to avoid an important reality of life. By dying on one's own terms, death seems more comfortable in our culture that is sanitized and tends to avoid any mention of the suffering and death that will eventually come to us all. May Brittany come to understand the love that we all have for her before she takes her own life, and that if she chooses instead to fight this disease, her life and witness would be an incredible example and inspiration to countless others in her situation. And finally, we have this insight from 51-year-old Maggie Carner. When I was a young mother, my father had a traumatic accident that severed his spinal cord and left him paralyzed from the neck down. The last five months of my father's life, which he lived as a paraplegic, were filled with utter helplessness. He wasn't productive in any meaningful way. He couldn't even shave his own face. Would Brittany Maynard find my dad's life useless? I didn't. My siblings and I soaked up our father's presence, realizing that caring for the needy person we loved so dearly showed each of us some unexpected things about ourselves. As writer Sherry, Cheryl Magnus says, caregivers get a chance to grow in compassion, responsibility, and selflessness as they care for those in need. I watched Brittany Maynard's six-minute video I cried, and my heart broke for her and her family. I pray she changes her mind and decides to allow others to care for her in her illness. Now, you might respond to those three quotes by saying, Well, Father Ray, those are very nice statements from some very nice people, I'm sure. But quite frankly, Father Ray, it's easy for them to say those things they don't have terminal cancer. But they do. All three of those people that I just quoted to you have cancer. Serious forms of cancer. And barring some kind of miracle, they will all die of the disease. 
maybe in the very near future. That first woman, Kara Tippetts, stage four breast cancer, which has metastasized throughout her entire body. The other woman, the 51-year-old I just quoted, Maggie Carner, she was diagnosed earlier this year with the same form of brain cancer that Brittany Maynard had. And that 30-year-old young man, Philip Johnson, also has a very severe form of brain cancer. He's a retired war veteran who's now studying for the priesthood, the Diocese of Raleigh, North Carolina. He will be ordained a priest in 2016 if he lives that long. The Lord has given Kara and Maggie and Philip the precious gift of life, and they refuse to throw it away. God bless them. May Almighty God have mercy on the souls of those who have thrown it away, like Brittany Maynard. And may his grace help the rest of us never to throw it away, so that when the end of life finally does come, the Lord will say the same thing to each and every one of us. Come, share your master's joy forever, forever. Thank you.